The Detroit Red Wings pick up Ole Uolevi and wave Joe Valeno. What does that mean for both those players? And of course, recapping those two tough losses this past weekend. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got a new name to practice. Yes. Oli Uolevi, according to a hockey reference. I got I to practice that. Oli. Oli. Uolevi. Uolevi is the new Detroit Red Wing in the block as they pick him up off waivers from the Florida Panthers. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well as the recap, uh, recapping both those brutal losses to, to Lightning and the Panthers. I don't want to say expected losses, but you kind of had that little gut feeling that it could get ugly, yeah. and that second of the back-to-back definitely did. We, of course, are Lockdown Red Wings. Welcome back, guys. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty's a host over at the host over at Locked On Tigers. Um, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Cross the 450 subscriber uh, mark, Scotty. Did you notice that? I did. Also closing on 2,000 Twitter followers for the uh, close, podcast man. account, man. We're real close to 2K. I mean, uh, I, think, I think if we cross 2K on Twitter followers, you got to do another episode with the sunglasses on. I, I, I'm, I'm. If it's not, if the if the episode isn't right after a loss, I am always down to wear the shades. That's my brand. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a great look. I I love it. I mean, you bring so much. You didn't in that screenshot. You didn't look like you loved it. That screenshot's like the best thing to ever come out of this <laughs> podcast. I mean, we have, we have so some fun. things we've cut uh, from the shows that uh, didn't that can't make it. To I got one I'm episode. sitting on, and I cannot wait to use it. Oh God, what I I wonder what. You don't have to tell me off air what the circumstance has to be for you. Is it making fun of me? Or is it another one making fun of me? No, it's the the clip is you talking, but it is not necessarily making fun of you. It's just okay. So the circumstance is if it's you not a say, bold joke. No, it's not. <laughs> if you say something that I disagree with, the video will be in your replies very quickly. If you tweet anything that I disagree with. It's going, but I'm sitting on it. And I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. It's going to be a banger. I cannot wait. I can't wait for me to say something really mundane right that one, one time and be like, you know what? So-and-so is, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling it. And then boom, right in my replies, two <laughs> seconds later, it's going to be this video. And I'm, it's I'm, a I'm great excited. video. I'm and we're going to get a lot of use out of it after I use it for the first time. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So Scotty on Sunday, the Red Wings picked up Oli Uolevi. Nailed from it. waivers uh, from the Florida Panthers who just pushed the doors in of the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday. Pushed them in, then blew them off, man. Yeah, pushed them in and blew them off. And in a a move corresponding, corresponding move is the word I'm looking for. There you go. Sent Joe Valeno down to the uh, Grand Rapids Griffins. You have to think that there's one of two reasons. I guess the Joe Valeno one's the easy one to talk about first. One of two yeah. reasons why that happened. One, roster space perhaps him being the one that doesn't have to go through waivers makes him the easy choice yep. to send down when picking up a guy off waivers, but also with the anticipation of Jacob Verano returning as soon as Tuesday, Helene St. James uh, said of the Detroit free press. You, again, you need to send a guy down and it sucks because he has been playing better lately across the season. His stats are pretty putrid to be honest, 
but you can see him getting that confidence lately. He played on the second line this past weekend. Um, but he's just, it's been this way all, all season. When there needs to be a guy sent down, he's the odd man out because he's waiver exempt. Yeah, the waiver exemption definitely uh, plays a, a large role in it, I think. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're talking about a guy that w- we said we started seeing improvement, what, like three episodes, four episodes ago, yeah. and he's been out most of the season. And we're just now like, oh, hey, he's starting to get a little bit of confidence. He actually Ooh. looked decent the last couple of games. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's not it's it, it, it's. As much as I hate to say it, it's the easy and probably correct decision. Um, it, it, he's a guy that doesn't have to go through waivers and has not been that great by well, the, pretty much any metric you look at uh, so far this year. Well, and the other thing to consider, too, is it's probably a temporary move. Because as soon as sure. the trade deadline, even with Verona coming back, as soon as the trade deadline comes, you have to imagine you're offloading one or two of those forwards. Roster spot's going to be right back available for him. They'll call him back up. Um, meanwhile, he'll continue to light it up in the AHL, getting top line minutes, getting more and more confidence. Cause he's just, he, he's, he's one of those players who's just too good for the AHL, but still trying to find his footing in the NHL at the moment. Um, but the idea of a trade deadline move is also pertinent into this acquisition of only you levy because I didn't even look at hockey reference that time. That, that one I, off the, off the, noggin, off the dome, off the dome. Um, it's a shiny dome. The uh, <laughs> you said it, not me. I, I know, I know. It was sitting right there in front of me. I couldn't resist. He was a fifth overall draft pick in 2016 of the Vancouver Canucks. Has not lived up to the hype, much like the Red Wings' own 2016 first round draft pick, Dennis Chalowski, who's Hey-o. back with the Kraken now, I believe. I uh, got I think so too. But we're not talking about Chalowski. It's a reclamation project for sure. He only played 10 games this season with the Panthers. He's prone to injury. That's the thing that really has been keeping him out. He doesn't have a single point yet this season. Um, last year in his rookie season with the Vancouver Canucks, he had 23 games played, two goals, one assist, three points. You know, nothing too – that's really all there is to it. He, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been terrible. He's just been really prone to injury. You know, looking at his advanced metrics, it's really hard to say how close to the truth they are with such a small sample size. I mean, in 10 games played this season, he's got a Corsi 4 percentage of 55.1. But he's also playing on a team that generally dominates the play. So when you look at his relative sure. Corsi, it is a lot more telling. It's a, a negative 0.09. So on the ice, he's contributing to what basically one less shot for or one more shot against than there is four. But that's in 10 games played. The fact of the matter is he's a reclamation project. He hasn't had a lot, a bit, a, a lot of chances in the NHL to really get his footing. He's been injury prone. Steve Eisman loves these types of pickups. When I saw him on waivers yesterday, I went, this kind of has an Eisman vibe to it. And then here we are, Sunday evening, actually now just crossed into Monday morning, recording. He's a Detroit Red Wing. But there are, play- there are trade implications to picking him up. Why would you pick up a guy if you don't have intentions of moving a piece, right? Yeah, I think that's probably safe to say. And, and I definitely think it puts a little bit of a target on Letty's back. And with... The and like you move down an offensive piece, and I know it's the easiest offense, it's the easiest piece on the team to move down because of the waiver exemption. But like you move down Valeno, Verona comes back. Then I am, I, I just I, at this point, I imagine we trade Vlad and Letty, bring Valeno back up. We, um, 
and 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 now we have the defense figured out too. When when Letty goes, you know, we have a, we have someone to step in and, and fill that role. So I, I think I, I think it makes sense. And I, and I love projects like that in rebuilding years, man. I mean, that's that's like my favorite thing. Like there have been I, some that have worked out, sports. some haven't. Yeah, and and that's the that's how it works, right? I mean, that's that's just the name of the game. And and across all sports, man, rebuilding teams. That's my 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 favorite way to rebuild a roster comfortably is play play the young kids that you got, play the top prospects you got, and fill in the rest with those kind of projects. And whether whether he works out or not, if if we can kind of assume that Letty's gonna go, I mean, even if Letty doesn't go, maybe this just spells DDK a lot less playing time, which I don't think anyone would be too upset about at this point. I, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and, and I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm pretty excited about it for as excited as you can be for a waiver pickup. Yeah, he's only 23 years old. He's still so incredibly young. I think he's still – is he still considered a rookie? I'm not entirely off uh, sure what that uh, – he's got to be because Nelkovich played more games last year with the Carolina Hurricanes, and he's still considered a rookie. Is he – he only played in the NHL last year? That was his Last first... season, and he played 23 games. Then yeah, well yes, but yes, but I'm not sure. He's only played five this year, right? Ten, ten. So I, I don't think I because Nelson just played twenty five last season. Right? No, no, no. He's definitely still rookie eligible this year. I'm saying he might not even clean his rookie eligibility this year. <laughs> so what, what might, I'm saying, guys... He might be a rookie next season still, too. <laughs> basically, what I'm saying, guys, is Ole Uolevi for Calder. There you go. Book next it. year. No, but... And, and I know we got to get to a read here shortly. It, it's like you said, and like we've both been saying, Reclamation Project. It spells Steve Eisman Reclamation Project, and that's what rebuilding teams do. Uh, you take a guy, a chance on a guy who hasn't been performing. Robbie Fabry is... The, the poster child for reclamation projects here in Detroit. Well, there have been others. Perlini didn't pan out. Eric Comrie didn't pan out. Christian Juice didn't pan out. But there's no Juice, harm man. done in Juice taking those. Loose. He had an electric start with Detroit. And then just, I forgot he was on the team by the last half of the season. He yeah. was a scratch every night. Rough. But this definitely does spell like there's got to be a trade coming as well. Because you don't pick up your ninth defenseman without a corresponding move coming in a week or two. I mean, you got to have imagine Nick Letty obviously being the number one target. We've talked about that, but Troy Stetcher, yeah. maybe Mark Stahl's a dark horse, but I got to imagine at this point with how actually it's, he's kind of been playing good lately. I don't that might make him more of a dark horse. It does, but also like the I feel like the value is based on what you'd probably get back. You're probably better off keeping Mark Stahl for the remainder of the season. But that's we we already talked about that in our defense episode. And we'll um, definitely have some some trade deadline apps as we uh, get closer to that, too. In the end, this doesn't move the needle on whether or not this team's going to be a playoff team this season. But it is an well, interesting pickup. No. It um, is. No, it is. And hopefully he can turn into a nice little piece because this defense needs the help pretty badly. So badly. <laughs> and also, point out, he's like six foot two. He's another big boy. And, Hell yeah. Uh, we could use more big boys on that back end. Hell yeah. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by a new one, guys, Athletic Greens. Uh, Scotty, I know, so I got my Athletic Greens box in the mail this weekend. And full disclosure, I haven't had the opportunity to break it open and try some of the supplements yet. I've been working a lot, haven't had the chance to get in there. But I know you said 
where we were talking about it before the show began that you have tried it. And uh, what has your experience been so far with it? Yeah, no. So uh, all the hosts got uh, they sent us a nice little box full of uh, full of a lot of their supplements and such. And so that we could try it out so that we know, you know, when we're we want to to when we do these ad reads, we want to sell you guys products that that we like too. you know, like obviously. So they sent it us for us to try out before they, we got the ad read started and such. And um, I one of my best friends is really big into those kind of supplements and like his body is his temple and, and is a personal trainer that that is, you know, paid personal trainer. Like he's he's all about that, that community and, and that kind of stuff. And so I when I got it in the mail and they told us we were doing an ad read, I immediately called him. I was like, "Hey, like, tell <laughs> is this like is this legit? Am I like, should I be taking this? Like, whatever." And he immediately was very excited. I was like, "Okay, you're you seem a little too excited over a supplement." <laughs> he was like, "No, man, like you you don't even know, like this stuff is is awesome. Uh, it's recommended by so many people that he's uh, like had connections that he has and like higher ups in that community." Um, it is, it's incredible. And like, you absolutely, even if you weren't doing an ad read, you absolutely should be taking these, uh, like every single morning. Like they say, you're supposed to do it first thing in the morning, right? When you wake up before you eat breakfast on an empty stomach. And that's when they, they want you to take it. And it has tons of vitamins and it's supposed to be like everything you need. It's gluten-free, it's vegan. Like it's, it's crazy how, how much, uh, sure like it's lactose free and, too. And yeah, it is. And, and cause you, you're supposed to mix it with water. So like, it's, it's really is, uh, like it, it's, it's the real deal. And so I've been doing it. I've, I'm on uh, tomorrow as you're listening to this, that will be my third day doing it. And, uh, definitely like noticeable like stuff immediately just in, in how my body feels and, and everything and i called him back and i was like this is crazy like <laughs> like i'm literally just drinking this this like green water every morning and i feel <laughs> and i feel great like this is wild and he was like i'm telling you man like and he went on and listed you know tons of different podcasts and other people and and that have talked about how how great it is and such but yeah i'm i'm only on on my like third day second third fourth day and i and i'm already uh you know reaping the benefits and and i'm a huge fan for real so at this point, the listeners are probably wondering, what really is this stuff? You've given a kind of a, a painted a little bit of a picture with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy-free or gluten-free there contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good athletic greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover it cost him 100 a day he created athletic greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletics Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Scotty, the Red Wings got absolutely crushed this weekend. Uh, to be fair, the first game against Tampa Bay Lightning was actually a lot closer than the second game against the Florida Panthers. So maybe a little bit of recency bias against that Panthers game is affecting my mindset. But back-to-back losses against two of the best teams in the league, it definitely soured my opinion on how this season's been going. And I don't I don't want to be like reactionary and knee-jerk, but I actually had this thought watching the Red Wings play um, against the Carolina Hurricanes when it went to overtime. And I thought to myself then, I was like, if the Red Wings lose this game against Carolina, is that does that signal the end for the Detroit Red Wings this season? But then they won in overtime. I was like, okay, well, I'll hold off. But then these, la- these last two games, I mean, I get I, the strength of schedule is real. And the Red Wings clearly aren't, aren't up to task against teams that are this powerful. And now, yes, they've taken a huge step forward this year, and we've mentioned that a million times. But against teams like the Lightning and the Panthers, who are legitimate contenders, and Stanley, not even playoff contenders, cup contenders this season, just absolutely up and down the roster, complete. It really exposes everything that's been wrong with the Detroit Red Wings this season. I mean, the defense was bad. Thomas Christ was horrible in the second game. Uh, although he was not helped by his defense, he doesn't get you know, all the blame. He let two power play goals in on three chance, three penalties in the first period. To, you know, the guy they can't be taking that many penalties. But after those two games, I thought to myself, "This is it. They're so far behind Boston, and now they're two games under 500." With the strength of schedule they have remaining, I, I got to imagine, and I, I guess I, I want your opinion on this: Is this the point in the season where you go? Okay, yeah, it's time to accept reality. Uh, I mean, sh- I, I guess I'm wondering what your definition of of acceptance is, because like I, I mean, I even thought we were catching Boston for for weeks now. <laughs> Fair. Like, I like, I mean, we were down, like, tw- right after we had that week off. I guess that was when it went out the window because they won five straight and we didn't play a game and they caught up all the games we had in hand on them. And and put us completely out of reach. And at that point, I was like, okay, there there it is. And and I I, I think there is a difference between accepting and being like, oh well, now it's time to just lose a bunch of games for a high draft pick. I I don't think I don't agree with that. I, I don't think I don't think we are at a, a point where we're playing the draft pick game any longer. I think this is. You continue to play as hard as you can. You continue. This is culture building from here on out. You you don't need the high draft pick anymore. You are you are culture building. You're still going to try and beat the good teams. You're probably still going to get some wins you shouldn't because we've been seeing it all year. And you you go forward with that and and continue to build on what you've had. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I I've accepted that we aren't catching Boston for a minute now. Yeah, so Boston is actually wild card number one now. Now we're chasing Washington, technically, but we're still 10 points okay. behind them sure. uh, in the standings. And, I mean, we have one game in hand on them. Oh, boy, two points. It's just this stretch, I, I always knew logically. I mean, we, I've said it coming into the season. Like, coming into the season, I expected it to be another missed playoff year. And then they got onto a bit of tear and, you know, a little bit of hope found its way into my mind. 
And I always knew. I always knew. But these last two games were, I think, truly eye-opening. And to where, like, okay, any semblance of delusion I had that this team could sneak its way into the playoffs is truly dead. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and promote tanking. I am over tanking. And this team is on my opinion, too far up the standings to truly tank. I mean, you got teams like the, the Montreal Canadians who have 37 points this season. You could sneak your way into maybe a lottery situation, but not, not, you know, truly bottom of the barrel team. So I'm in agreement with you. Like use the rest of the season, keep playing hard, try to build that culture of winning. Don't go into a losing mindset, but also recognize that, especially with the strength of schedule, it might be a rough go over the rest of the year out, especially if some of your pieces end up getting moved at the deadline, like Vlad Nemestikov and Nick Letty. But yeah, I mean, any semblance of any hope I had left now, Scotty, I feel is dead. And I don't want to sound like a downer. This year's been incredible. They've been great this year. But yeah, that that's the other thing. Like even with this being, you know, dead in the water and like we're definitely not making the postseason, that this is still a, a, a major, major dub of a year. Like this is a, a big time accomplishment, a very successful season. You know who it reminds me of? Who? The Detroit Tigers last season. Yeah, it does. You should have. We should. We should cross over with that guy. Yeah, he's pretty locked cool. On, the locked on Tigers. Just some pretty dumb jokes sometimes. Though. <laughs> Can't remember the word program. I've heard he's an idiot. Uh, but but no, like you're you're right though. It is it is very similar to that, and and you can have a a season where you can finish even under 500 if it's a rough go the rest of the season and we don't bounce back from it. And this can still be a big-time successful season, which it is, and which it will continue to be, barring a catastrophic implosion, which I don't think will happen. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of good on this team going forward. Um, if you want a lot of good going on in your wallet going forward, you should check out BetOnline.net. Wow. Not my best. No, that, that was a better. pro move. That oh, you like that move. one? I, I did. See, I was a little. I did. I was a little that was, bit that's that professional. One. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, and player performance props to where to find to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. Bet online. Where the game starts. Also got to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar. This is the time of year we've pretty much all given up our New Year's resolutions. It's March, guys. New Year's resolutions are so two months ago. But what's not two months, so two months ago is eating right and getting in better shape. That never goes out of style. And this year, you're going to get help because of Bilt Bar. And it's because they have this new thing called Puffs. If you haven't tried them, they're the Built Bar's best new thing. They're it's literally just basically a protein infused marshmallow. I mean, a marshmallow that's also healthy for you. I can't imagine anything better than that. It's covered in one hundred percent real chocolate. They're really good. Dog. <laughs> I it's chocolate covered so marshmallow. Good. I mean, it sells itself, guys. What do I what do I need to read you right now? It's a chocolate covered marshmallow. Go that's get good it. For you. It's got protein in it. Built Bars, you know, they got one hundred thirty calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, seventeen grams of protein. 
way better than a candy bar, way better than your other chocolate covered marshmallows. Cause this one's got the protein infused in it. I mean, they get the normal bars as well. They got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, uh, with the whole new and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think of a fla- if they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and they'll make it good for you. So go to built.com, use a promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Scotty, we're going to continue the conversation. Do we? Let's let's really talk about We haven't really talked about the games yet. We kind of had a little discussion about the season, but th- those games, man, and especially that game against Florida, at least Robbie Fabry showed up for those games. Yeah, Ned did. Ned did. I, I'll get, yeah, Ned actually had it. Two good games because he had to come in relief for uh, Thomas Grison. He only had one goal on uh, what twenty some shots that game. Let me double check on that. Uh, Ned stat, was, uh, yeah, Ned, was really Ned was damn good in Tampa, man. I don't care what anybody says. Faced sixteen shots against, uh, made fifteen saves against the uh, Florida Panthers. Of course, the one goal he did let up was a low danger shot, but you know you take some, you, you win some, you lose some. He made twenty six uh, saves against the. Tampa Bay Lightning at five on five. Let me look at all situations there. I was a little confused there for a second. Made 37, there it is. Th- 37 shots against him, 35 saves total against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, he he looked pretty pretty stellar that game. It's nice bounce back after he's been on a little bit of a rough stretch to see that him upswing again. No, again, and that's like what we talked about in the last segment. The rest of the year, like that's – that's that's why you still play hard for the rest of the year. If if we didn't have, you know, the the rookies or or these young building blocks on the team going forward, then I'd be like, all right, let's just trade everybody and try and lose as many as possible to to increase our lotto odds, so that we can all get mad when we get the fourth pick again. But like, <laughs> I, with this, you you can't do that when you have talent on your roster that is going to be here for the long haul. That is that is you have a core you can't just you can't do that when you have a core for for a many years going forward and so i i the that's that's what we look for the rest of the season that's the well, kind of stuff we look for the rest of the season ned taking you know bouncing back and and having a, a good rest of the season would be a, a another major success so yeah thomas grice played like crap against the florida panthers um, but I can't give him honestly a lot of the fault because in both games, Tampa Bay and Florida, Red Wings took a lot of stupid penalties. They took a lot of penalties. They had three penalties in the first period. Oh, they couldn't the stay out Panthers of the alone. box against Florida. Goodness yeah. gravy. They allowed two power play goals against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and two power play goals against the Florida Panthers. And those are two teams that you do not want to go down a man against. Nelkovich made 35 saves in that game. The only two goals he allowed were on the power play. Thomas Grice to go ahead into uh, the game against the Panthers. It, if you look at the, I mean, just it's, it's, it's bad, man. I, I know he played bad in that game, Scotty, but I, it's, I have a hard time putting all the blame on him when there's a face-off and two seconds after a face-off is one. There are two Florida Panthers guys so in bad. front of our net with no Red Wings defensemen. The Red Wings defense in both these games, Florida Panthers game especially, has been was horrible. And they could so they couldn't stay out of the box and their defense was horrible. I mean, that's what lost us both those games. I mean, granted, the Red Wings couldn't score in the first game, but 
it's just this defense, man, it needs a shot. And maybe, maybe this guy we picked up off waivers can be that shot as he's getting going to get more meaningful minutes here in Detroit, but something's got to give man the, the growth is the growth on that defensive course seems to have stopped. seems to have stagnated. Insider is not even having great defensive games at this point. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think part of that is probably it's very hard to perform at your defensive best when you are trying to compensate for the other players on your defense and on your line are, are so horrible defensively. You know what I mean? Like it's a totally different game. I mean, you, you can attest to it more than I can. It's a totally different game defensively when you are, if, if you have confidence in the person to your left versus you don't have confidence in the person to your left. Like that is a, a totally different style that you are going to play the remainder of the game. And I think that, that 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 has a large majority to do with it. Also, he's a rookie defenseman. He's going to go yeah. through growing pain. Well, like, I, I, I mentioned Cider only because he's been so good this season right. that to see him now struggle defensively, I, it surprises me. But I really shouldn't because exactly what you said. He is a rookie. Also, he's playing the most meaningful minutes. I looked it up the other day. And I, I didn't don't have the stat in front of me. But um, among Red Wings, he leads the entire team in ice time by a good like 20 minutes total accumulated over the season. So, yeah, he's going to have more. He's playing against the toughest opponents and getting the most minutes as a rookie. So, yeah, his defense is sometimes going to falter. But the defense as a whole has faltered. I mean, you look at the the stat cards of these games against the Panthers, man. Nick Letty and Morris Sider, your top pair in that game, were horrible defensively. And now, granted, they both had offense. They were both strong offensively, which is what you would expect out of Letty and Sider. But they they were bad defensively, but so was the rest of the defense. You know, Phil Peronik was bad defensively and offensively, had negative impact on the game both those ways. You know, so did Mark Stahl. It, it's just it, the entire defense sucked. At least guys like Letty and Sider had a positive impact in some regard, but it just wasn't enough. This Something's got to give with this defense and something's got to change. And I just, I'm getting sick and tired of watching the defense get picked apart every single game, Scotty. Every yeah. single game. Yeah, if you're tired of it now, you're gonna you know buckle up when when we when we trade at least one of them. I know. At this point, I'm just venting. Honestly, I don't. No, have, I don't have any analysis here. It's just frustrating. No, it, it well be. I mean, any analysis we give is just gonna be broken record for the last three weeks worth of episodes where we've torn apart the defense. Like, it's 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 not good. It's really not good. And and. I, I think the next conversation we have, you know, as the season gets closer and closer to ending and, and then after, you know, when the playoffs start, we're kind of just sitting here. Who wh- The strategy for the offseason has, has to be defense over everything. Oh, over, yeah. Over everything. It's got to be your target. It, 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 there is no position group. There's no specific position. There's no line. There is nothing on this team that is of greater need than some damn defensive help going into next season yeah it's it's been it's just been so ugly scotty it has just been so damn ugly and i don't see how you know Morris cider is doing everything he can he's been great this season but he's the only one really i mean gustav lindstrom a little bit of an analytical darling you know off the puck you know he shows his advanced metrics show that he's just just on the on the on the positive side of positive impact at least last time we looked although after these past two games it's probably back dipped under the negative 
But, you know, he's a depth defenseman, and that's all he's ever going to be. I don't think he'll ever come off like bottom pairing. He's great there in that role, but I don't think he'll ever really rise above at max, you know, a middle pairing defenseman. So you need somebody else besides Moritz Sider who can go out there because, you know, Mark Stahl's been on a little bit. He's been he's been pretty good lately offensively, but he's never been a, a great defensive defenseman. You know, Danny DeKaiser, it is what it is with him. We, we've gone up and down that hill. I love Danny DeKaiser, but he's just, he can't keep up with his game. His instincts work against him in most regards because he knows where he has to be, but his body can't just quite keep up. I mean, Jordan Osterle is a just, he's supposed to be a depth piece that you scratch more games than not, but you've been forced to put him in the game because of injuries and other players just not performing. I mean, who, there's just, Troy Stetcher has had an underwhelming year as well. I, I just, it, it gets exhausting to talk about. We need Dan Renouf back, man. We need Dan Renouf back. They put Damn. him down in the minors when he came off the injuries. Right. Damn right. Now you're seeing the vision. Now your third eye's open. If you, you get it. Okay, you so he played, what, two games with the Red Wings? If you sort, and granted, small sample size, but his no, expected no, no. goals Don't four percentage in those two games? Yeah, what is it? It's like 60. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. He's been, in those two games, man, he, he lit it up. But yeah. It's just, yeah, he did. Hmm. Interesting. Top Interesting. pair defenseman, Dan Renew. Interesting. I just can't wait. I hope, I don't want to rush Simon Edvinson by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want to rush William Wallander, but we need reinforcements on the way because Moritz Sider and, you know, Philip Ronick for what he is too, is he's been, he's been hot and he's been cold throughout the season, but I still like Philip Ronick. I still think he could be a good, powerful asset, especially on the power play if he can hit the damn net. But those two defensemen are really all we got. And right now it's like really more excited. It's just the, the one guy who's actually playing the game it, in the role. You know, it's just we you can't win games with one defenseman. We've won a lot of games this season with just one defenseman showing up. More excited, literally winning his hockey games. But we need more than just him. And I'm just venting because I'm frustrated because every single time we play a You're good opponent. You're right now, bro. <laughs> just every single time we play a good opponent, the defense just gets picked apart. And I love the Red Wings. And I have nothing against any of these players. But whatever scheme they're running, and I know I'm a men's league player, and I got absolutely dangled tonight, danced yeah, in my you, own zone. Yeah, won the fight, though. And we won the game tonight. But <laughs> the point being here, not talking about myself, Scotty, <laughs> is that the, something's got to give, man. This defense has just been bad. Yeah, something's got to give, and it's going to give this offseason. Ain't nothing going to change the next uh, two months, brother. Yeah. Any final thoughts? You you want to you want to uh, respond to my my venting? I mean, it, uh, you're spitting. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I uh, a stamp of approval. Agreed. <laughs> um, I don't think so, man. Had yeah. a good locked on tigers episode before this. Good. Uh, did, did you rant more about Chris Illich? I did. Whole first segment is just talking about Chris Illich. Actually, Chris Illich specifically. Uh, no, we ball. I think that's all I got. We definitely ball. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Probably previewing. You know, I think I think tomorrow's the day, Scotty. You gonna you gonna do it tomorrow? I think we're gonna do it tomorrow. I'm down if you're down. We're gonna obviously preview the game. Um, that is on Tuesday, but I, I think we're gonna talk about a possible dark horse trade candidate. The Detroit Red Wings that we haven't mentioned yet this season. And uh gonna get some people riled up, that's for sure. Twitter is gonna be on fire. Uh, 
want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodin and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. So we'll be back. I was going to say something else. Same time. Same place. It's your team. So every day. So every day. <laughs> <laughs>